0: That's no problem. We the station to they got some power converters. That's no problem.
1: We're all fine here, now thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vetabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And we're still I guess uh are we still recovering from the Game of Thrones finale or what do we what's our feeling now? I'm sad it's over. Oh yeah. In that sense, I guess. I guess is it now? But has people have people forgotten about it? The interesting tie into Star Wars here is, of course, those guys are now going on to make a Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, they they're are. They're called D and D. Apparently, I, I was um, in my event, in my effort to market uh, uh, FanQuest to an audience who likes Dungeons and Dragons, I searched out the D and D hashtag on Twitter, and I found a lot of people talking about Benioff and Weiss, who were both named David, so they called D and D. That's what they call them now. D and D are going on to work on Star Wars. Uh, a lot of conversations around that, even though um, a whole bunch of new fans who they can uh, who they can enrage with their <laughs> creative right. ideas. That's right. Oh man, yes, yeah, a whole new audience to piss off. Uh, but I would call them the Daves. Can we not just call them the Daves? Both, they, both their name is Dave. Dave these, squared. These are the Daves I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> D squared. Let's, let's just think about it a little. Okay. But uh, yeah. Anyway, sure. So yeah, guys... I'm,
0: I'm happy with any short way because I never remember their last
1: name. Right. So. And and of course, yeah. So we did have, not that I want to talk too much about the finale, we'll probably have Sarah Khan back on to uh, oh, yeah. talk about. I don't want to wait, for, by the way. We have, I mean, coming up this weekend, oh, we have a two hour documentary about the making of Game of Thrones. Oh, really? So we'll be able to see these guys in action. Yeah, that's what they're airing on, on Sunday in place of Game of Thrones. They're airing this documentary. Oh. Oh, I, I, I was unaware of yeah, that. It's called, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a two hour making of Game of Thrones, which is great because we've never really seen that. Well, they have um, uh, HBO
0: runs these little, uh, what do you call them, behind the scenes yeah, on their snippets. Yeah, on their YouTube
1: channel, they have yeah. videos like that for sure.
0: Whatever those are called. But yeah. They, yeah, so we've seen a little of that, and I hope that the documentary goes deeper than what those snippets go I hope into. they show us how the water bottle got missed. That's great. <laughs> Although the water bottle is I I mean, I still couldn't see it when people were showing it online. Uh, you can barely see it.
1: I certainly did not notice it during the scene when it was on TV. So. The Starbucks
0: cup was more front and it center. Was, yeah, thought, that's but right.
1: The, but the, the water bottle was like barely.
0: <laughs> like you have to be – like there's people watching every pixel of that show to, to sort of find something like that. It's funny. My guess is if we really – gave that treatment to any show, we'd see that probably. Oh, I, I, like, I, would,
1: I guarantee you if you went yeah. back to the previous seasons of Game of Thrones, you'd probably see stuff. If any show that has that much, that many people, or even a film for that matter, that has that many people working on it, yeah. um, I'm sure that there would be, you'd find a lot of mistakes.
0: And of course, I mean, there's the classic, I think, is you see wristwatches in Spartacus, in the movie Spartacus. <laughs> I believe that on some of those Romans, but these days, who knows, they might have even digitally removed them. They at this could point. have, yeah. But I think that was sort of like the urban legend back in the day but i think when you that's why it's people who do stuff set in ancient times or in an f- alternate universe have to always be extra careful right whereas like a water bottle on killing eve is just a water bottle on killing eve right. because that's what the people use exactly yeah
1: and uh and and the, the famous star wars example is of course the stormtrooper banging his head on the door oh, yeah that was something that i was so f- i thought it was so when I discovered that as a kid, oh yeah, and, I, and nobody told—internet didn't exist. Nobody told me that that happened. I just noticed it. Like oh, me too. Ten, I was like, "Wow, what is what?" Yeah, I could not believe that that was in there. The stormtrooper just banged his head on the door because he couldn't see because he's got this stupid helmet on his head. But uh, it was which so means funny. they wrote
0: a novel about it. No, I'm just kidding. It's they just, probably did.
1: It's just so funny that probably, that makes yeah. it into the cut, which yeah. is clearly, like, I mean, there's they had to have noticed it, but it was probably yeah. the best take they could. Do
0: Well, but but also I think back in the day, because I noticed if you watch, and I do, every once in a while, the, the Rockford Files is on ah. TV. And that was a TV show in the 70s starring James Garner. And he'd race around Malibu in his uh, souped up car. And it was like the classic private investigator show. And I noticed so many continuity errors. Um, recently, when I, they were running an old one, and I just caught a few minutes of it. I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. How did we ever like this? And the, and the answer was you couldn't wa- rewatch it. No, it was It done. was just. It was like the first time it was shown was the last time it was shown. And people
1: just didn't have – they were just happy, grateful for any entertainment. And, it, and it's a weekly yeah. TV show. They don't have a ton yeah. of time to perfect this thing. So I, I, finish is better than perfect. I was
0: also watching um, one of my favorite classic movies is Annie Get Your Gun with Betty Hutton when she plays He's like you know she's Annie Oakley and she's uh, a little rough around the edges at the beginning uh, of the movie and she sits down to sing her musical number and I was watching this on YouTube she sits down she opens her mouth and then they cut to another shot and she sits down and opens her mouth again <laughs> and starts to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was kind of like
1: Close enough.
0: I think back in the day, I think because it was so hard to edit film. Oh, for sure, they
1: had to lay the, the right. film strips out there and do it by hand and cut, you know, that kind of stuff. That's a really. Yeah. Right.
0: So, and I, and I saw that in Roxford Files. I saw him do the old close the car door, next cut, close the car door. That's right. <laughs> He's cl- always closing that car door. Yeah. But so I think by, by today's standards, is an exacting standard now because everybody can rewatch and high def. Have you seen the new CNN lighting? No. Oh my God. They're like, if I were any of those on-camera on, on talents, I'd basically have to quit because every flaw in your face <laughs> is just like – like it's too close. Okay. Like, Don Lemon, you need to shave. Like, a little <laughs> bit of that. Yeah, yeah. So so I think because a combination of high def, the ability to see little things and like little bigger screens, yeah. re-watching, free freeze-framing. Like freeze framing a VHS, remember that?
1: Oh, God, it was jumping. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Beta had a better one because beta was higher quality. Like, right. you could get, I was amazed at how clear you could see the fo- picture with beta. Uh, my grandmother had a beta machine, so I would go over to her house and watch it, watch yeah. movies on there. But yeah, for a VHS, it's jumping. You can't really see anything. Yeah, the first doing.
0: time, I remember the first time fast forwarding a PVR,
1: and I was like, it was almost off putting how clear it was. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> strange. Okay, let's move on to our, this is funny because this is, is going to be the main topic, but it still is, uh, this week in Star Wars Clickbait. Oh, job up. What? How? What are you talking about?
0: Huh? What? Goodness gracious me.
1: The clickbait headline is "Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker: The Ultimate Preview." Ooh, is this, this the Vanity Fair this article? Is the Vanity Fair piece <laughs> you sent me earlier today, and it's it, the, the funny part about it is that you said as you walked into the studio here, it's like a whole lot of nothing. It's like, well, the,
0: the photos are photos, something. The photos
1: are amazing. Yes, we get character names, we get new, and um, the captions are something. The
0: photos and the captions are something. Right, but
1: the substance of the article itself it's is a bit of a recap of everything that's happened <laughs> yeah. so far. So it's like yeah. it's like here's what happened in the first movie. Yeah, we know this. We know how Star Wars was made. We know this story. The original film chronicled Luke, a farm boy. Originally, he was supposed to be an old person. Then they revised it, and all that other yeah. stuff. Like later, there's a lot of that going later
0: on. Later, they renamed it Episode Four. Like there's all of that stuff. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yuck, yeah. yuck, yuck. So, it's, but it's an art. Yeah, it's and and one of the things that the who wrote it by the way? Who's oh, our, who's our uh, author? Let's see here. Who it did they is send out?
1: Lev Grossman out? and Annie Leibovitz is the uh, photographer. Right. And Annie all. Oh,
0: Full credit to Annie oh, and such and, good, yeah. and our pal who wrote this. Basically, I feel sorry for him because it's like you're you're gonna go out there and write a puff piece, um, and the and he goes, "Here's a spoiler I got from Anthony Daniels." And by the way, no spoiler warning because it's not a spoiler. Well, it's two said, words. Hey, right? Anthony Daniels had trouble saying. Oh,
1: I don't know what it is. It?
0: Common emblem.
1: Common emblem. Oh, apparently these first two words. But the the, the the you know the beauty is that. 3PO's lips don't move, so they can dub that in afterwards. And by the way, they can make him say whatever they want because yeah. his lips don't move. So it could be something completely different by the time right. the movie goes to the theaters. So right. it's not a spoiler. No, Luke. Um, I bought some
0: KFC in a bucket <laughs> for you. And no one would ever know what the real until James Earl Jones shows up.
1: I think... Uh, but the thing is that he he sets this up with like this, this paragraph about celebration. It was powerful mm-hmm. enough to bring 65,000 people to Chicago in April for Star Wars Celebration. And he talks about how... Um, The main event was the launch of the trailer for The Rise of Skywalker, which was held in a 10,000-seat arena, and it was such a big deal, even though the trailer was going to be released on the internet literally seconds after it was over. I was not only tagged, wristbanded, escorted and metal, detected and sniffed by a canine unit before I could, could go in. I think it sounds like he's making fun of that process, right? He's saying, this is a bit overkill, guys. This is just a movie trailer. Why are we getting so excited about it? But
0: it's also the classic, journalists don't experience life as normal That's people. Right. So when they do, it becomes news. So it's like <laughs> like when you see the uh, the local sports reporter has to buy his own tickets once in a
1: while, that thing, like, <laughs> I was, was jostled
0: on the way in. That's right. Like, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There
1: was an annoying guy behind behind me shouting at the ref. I have a class every year where we talk about, uh, in
0: PR class, we talk about, do journalists have a luxury view of life? And the answer is yeah, as this proves, because this normally this person would be airlifted in. This person... Not have to go through that right. process, yeah, exactly.
1: Right. But yeah, great photos here. This first one here, which yeah, I love. So, so
0: let's go through the photos and the captions, I yeah. think, is the important thing here. The the story is really a nothing.
1: The first one is uh, of the first one is of, of just JJ directing uh, Daisy Ridley. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it in Jordan. Wadi Rum is the name of the name so it's of the not Tatooine, not Tatooine. Well, I mean, wow, no, Wadi Rum is the, name, the actual name of the place, it's not yeah. the name of the place in the movie. Oh, I thought it was. No, that's actually, are you sure? Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah, oh my god. How
0: did I miss that one? Uh, little...
1: There's a desert valley in southern Jordan called Wadi Rum, or sometimes the Valley of the Moon. That's the that's the ah. name of the place. So it's not the name of the, the planet. Ah. Um, so this just, is just a set photo. I, I, I read it so fast that I missed that. It's interesting that they talk about, like, even though they were on location in this desert, they still had a green screen there, which is, uh, you know, like, and, he, and there's a little, it, it was a weird, it was very confusing. I had to reread it a couple times before I understood it. But they have, like, a, Oscar Isaac paraphrasing J.J. Abrams, which is never a great um, uh, way to get things, but the reason they do the green screen is because the lighting looks better if you're actually on location, and then you can use the green screen to put in the background, stuff like spaceships and all that stuff. Yeah. I assume. So it's just a
0: reality of modern filmmaking. It is, yeah, for sure. So then um But I like real sets and practical. That's right. right. Well that was
1: what the first one was all about.
0: This one and they're By doing the way, green you screen. just you just went past the uh, biggest scam in the magazine business. Oh, this is the multiple covers? The the two covers. What side are you? Light side or dark side? Is that side? it? There's no there's only two? That's only two. Okay. But but it's the classic, buy both. Well, of course. If collectors they, will if, buy both. If they have seven covers, collectors probably aren't gonna buy seven.
1: i think they found that out but they'll buy two yeah (laughs) i think they've they've gone a little too far with this in the past i remember they did have like something like six or seven covers in the past maybe for the force awakens one and it was like no people aren't going to buy that many but yeah they'll buy two they'll buy the the kylo ren and the ray for sure they're both great photos yeah they're
0: slightly different uniforms but not that different slightly different Yep.
1: Um, and then we go to the next photo, which is uh, which is get me really excited because it's the Knights of Ren. It's That's JJ the photo. directing the Knights of Ren, so it looks like the Knights of Ren are in this movie in a more substantial way, presumably than they were in the first film.
0: And there is only one thing in this article that could be constituted uh, that could constitute news, but I actually think this could just be the writer's opinion. In the article, they say that in the he says the journalist that in the trailer we see Kylo Ren taking down. Knights of Ren, so that forest scene. Okay. The writer says that's what we're seeing there,
1: but it's mm. unclear
0: if somebody told him that's what we're seeing there, or if that's what he
1: thinks we're seeing there. Although he doesn't seem to be the biggest Star Wars fan, so maybe somebody told him that, but again, who, whoever told him that, might that might be their opinion. I don't think that's... Uh,
0: I mean, these brutes that we see, so we this is our first daylight shot of yeah. Knights of Ren, like an actual... And there are uniforms in daylight doing their thing, and they look super cool. Yeah, for sure. And they look like brutes, and they look – they kind of – I think what we see in the Star Wars trailer – in the uh, Rise of Skywalker trailer uh, is uh, – it looks more like um, like someone wearing a burlap
1: sack. Kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, It yeah. doesn't
0: quite look like this, but, I mean, you could put easily put a poncho on these guys. Why would they need a poncho? I don't know. They're in but the middle of the desert.
1: They don't look like they're dressed for the heat. So maybe this looks that's it. like a it. very very hot outfit here to be wearing. In the so middle this of the is
0: desert. the scene where one of them goes. Is it chilly? Should I should I bring a light jacket? <laughs> should I wear a poncho? Yeah. Uh, so moving, that, so, that's a cool shot. Oh, for one. sure. Yeah. That to me, that's
1: like one of worth, my f- worth the price of admission uh just to see that. I'd say it's my
0: hour. favorite shot, but there's one coming up.
1: Okay. Please well, this one's coming. cool too. This is a shot of Carrie Russell. Uh, yeah. as uh, the reveal name now Zori Bliss, which is uh, seen, seen in the thieves' quarter of the snow dusted world. Kij- Kijimi, Kijimi, whatever. Kijimi. So, this is a world we've never heard of before. No. Um, sounds a little bit like a Maasai Cantina kind of a situation where it's like not again, sc- scum and villainy, <laughs> although okay. I didn't get. When we went to the bar, uh, to, to uh, what's-her-faces place, Maz Kanata's castle right. in the Force Wagons, I did not get a Cantina vibe as much as they were going for that. I mean, it was yeah. a Cantina scene in that it was like a bunch of aliens in a bar, but it was not the hive of scum and villainy that Mos Eisley was, right? No. It did not feel like a bunch of evil people hanging around waiting for. Uh, Crime jobs or whatever. Like, that was not what that was. No. Um, it looked more like a CGI meetup of rejects from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that's Ring. right. That's right.
0: But, but, there, but there was also, um, in that scene, Lin Manuel Miranda's song. Yes. It's, a, we, the opening,
1: we, it's opening to our, uh, our headline segment there. So,
0: what I want to know is does Lin Manuel Miranda provide any music for this particular thieves' den? Are we going to hear know. like Maybe a little. Maybe we
1: will. Maybe JJ will get back. And JJ also wrote with a song with him, right?
0: Some Alexander Hamilton yep. rap, that's except right. replaced with. Uh, What's her name again?
1: Carrie Russell. No, uh, but what's oh, her, her, uh, her character's name is uh, Zori Bliss. Bliss. Um, it looks uh, her, her. I gotta say, this is just off the top of my head. Her her costume does look a bit, a bit much like the Rocketeer. A little Rocketeerish. Rocketeer vibe meets uh,
0: Boosh Bounty Hunter. That's right. Yeah. Meets uh, maybe a little Boba Fett in there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like, uh, but very shiny, chromey.
1: But we're also not seeing her straight on, so we don't know really what the rest of that visor looks like. We assume that it's like a black. All the way across.
0: And, and I want to point out something here among new characters. We now have somebody with the last name that doubles um, as uh, another word in English, which is Bliss. Okay, so she brings us all pleasure. Is that right? Is that what well, hang on. Right? Get ready. What's the next one? Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> so we have Bliss, and
1: what's and now here we see Richard E. Grant. What's
0: his last name? Pride. Pride. Pride and Bliss.
1: Yeah, Allegiant General Pride, P-R-Y-D-E, <laughs> and its First Order is General Hux... And it's him. It's like, I thought it was like a father. It looked like a father and son shot. Maybe. No, it could there, be there father was, or there son. There was talk, by the way, going back to the um, the Aftermath books, there was... No, I'm sorry. It was not... Was it After... Yeah, it was one of the Aftermath books. Uh, they talk about how Hux's father was the one who kind of ran the... Um, the uh, brainwashing facilities to brainwash stormtroopers. So you know how they went from clones to stormtroopers, but mm-hmm. our mind control, I don't remember how he, he refers to it. He refers to it in The Force Awakens. Yeah. It's Hux's dad who does that. Right, He's in charge of that. So maybe he's Hux's dad, but wouldn't his name be Hux as well? Well, you never know, Is right? Is Hux's first name or last name, by the way? General Hux, so last name. Last name, okay. What's his uh, first name?
0: Uh, we've heard it, um, or I've read it. I'm not sure which. Is it in the movie? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, last name, but still could be. Are you looking it up? I'm looking it up. Go ahead. That's something we should know, shouldn't we? What Armitage. Is? Armitage Hux. Really? Yeah. Okay, I never would have guessed that in a million years. <laughs> it's like Army Hammer. That's right. Okay, Arma- Armitage <laughs> Hux. So that's not and his dad. And what? And they also give this guy's military title, Pride. Uh, it says Allegiant General. I don't know what Allegiant that means. Allegiant By the way, if his first name is Gay, then that will make him fan service. <laughs> Get ready. Get ready for the haters. Um, That's just
1: fan service. This is on the bridge of Kylo Ren's destroyer. So is this a new ship that we had not seen before? Well, Ky- it, um, Yeah, I
0: I don't think Kylo Ren had his own destroyer
1: Yeah, We started with his own shuttle in the yeah. first movie. Now Then he had his own fighter in the second movie. And now he has his own destroyer. It's just another toy they can sell. <laughs> but he just kind of seems to be upgrading his, uh, his ships as we go. His like, own personal fleet. It sounds like the uh, career
0: path at Red River College, pretty much destroyer is where you end <laughs> or, or a destroyer kills you it's one or the other but, but but I like that shot. That's a good shot. It is, it's, and Richard yeah. E.
1: Grant looks great. He really looks. I knew when they announced his casting, we knew he was going to be a, a First Order trooper or First Order commander. Does What's he that?
0: appear to be sitting in a like? Is he immobile in that chair?
1: Does it look like like it's? Uh... No, his legs are crossed. Oh, okay. I was, so I think he's he's just sitting down. I thought and he's he in a, might. So the boardroom table.
0: On the little. Uh, I only saw it on my phone screen, so I wasn't sure. I thought he might
1: be on a hover chair. No, I think he's okay. just sitting there. He's just like they're having a meeting. You know, this is like the kind of meeting where Darth Vader would choke somebody out for for dissing him. This is the same kind of a boardroom it looks like he's in charge yeah the I guy sitting yeah I think. but, he, but wha- in charge.
0: how would he be in charge when when we left when we said goodbye in the last movie um we we saw that kylo ren was now in charge yeah, of the of supreme Fleet and, leader kylo ren right but then hux was second in command it appeared and they were arguing a little bit about where the, about where to take the yeah where to
1: take the walker yeah. so
0: how where did this guy come
1: in how did know. this guy get his job this is so, so and again I, I thought
0: he might i thought he might be thrown well,
1: I mean, Remember? if he had blue skin, he would be. But uh, but he's not. We still have a lot of remnants of the Empire out there, and I think that's what the First Order has been kind of cobbled together from the leftovers of the mm. Empire. Um, the Aftermath books cover that a little bit as far as, like, how they brought it all back together and how they formed the First Order. By the way, we're apparently going to learn that one of the things this article reveals is that we're going to learn more about the First Order and how they formed in this movie. That's going to be covered. So we haven't learned that yet, really, But and how mm. they are not just another version of the Empire because they seem to be another version of the Empire. Yeah. Right? right like why wouldn't you create different types of stormtrooper uniforms or different types of s- soldiers right well they're neo nazis you know what i mean I suppose to regular nazis neo nazis the, the new nazis they're the
0: fans of the original nazis i think right that's right well that's sort of what kylo ren is he's a he's a or well up until that, uh, there's some speculation and it's just bullshit this isn't a spoiler because it's just fans talking out of their asses as usual <laughs> but 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 uh there's some speculation that maybe Ky- kylo ren's plan all along was to appear like a villain when in fact he's not.
1: I don't buy it. Nah. no no, you wouldn't th- take it this far. I, I would assume not. <laughs> right? They took down Snoke. He had no reason to. He had no reason to continue on after that. Right? Mm-hmm. If you take out Snoke, that's the highest, highest person. Then he up could there. have revealed then. Yeah. Maybe he did. We thought he was going to. That was the big, that was the <laughs> yeah. big surprise. Cause it, during the Last Jedi, we were kind of meant to think that oh, he's he's forming this connection with Rey. Yeah, she's trying to bring him back to the light, and then she fails, and that was the big reveal, and that was the big disappointment for a lot of fans is that he did not redeem himself. I don't think we're going to have Kylo Ren redeem himself in this film. I think he's going to probably die at the end of this movie. Yeah, and uh, he's not going to be redeemed at all. So no, I think that's the way
0: he can The only way he can be redeemed at this point is to die.
1: Mm-hmm. Kind of like right. Darth Vader. And, and maybe, by the way, uh, and it talks a little bit about Leia in this and, and how uh, JJ wrote um, new scripts around the existing scenes to make uh, Leia's, make Carrie Fisher's scenes that were cut from The Force Awakens seem, you know, new, mm-hmm. uh, new context. And so Leia is still alive in this movie at some point. And whether or not she dies, I don't know. But well, it could uh, be a flashback too, but I, I think... I don't think that's what it is. I think no, I it's going to be so a new scene. They they, they they, made sure the lighting match, they do it, they, and uh, Billy Lourd, her daughter, is in, in the scene. Yeah. Um. So there is all that stuff. So I think this is a new scene, but uh, maybe the one weakness Kylo Ren seems to have is Leia, right? It's the one, like, he did not fire upon the ship when he sensed his mom's presence on the ship. Right. So maybe that's, maybe that's how he somehow redeems himself, is to save his mother's life or something like that. We don't know. Well, that could be. But it, the other thing at work here that we've learned is you you can't
0: you believe anything J.J. Abrams says. No. Because he said Gwendolyn Christie was the best actor in The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. No and then cut her role out almost completely, Um, which I think the reason he was saying she's the best actor was to uh, mitigate the fact that he d- destroyed her role. <laughs> he cut it down entirely. Well, yeah. And so here where he's like. Oh, we have to worry about the light shadow and then Billy Lord is in the shot with her. It's that we're building this up in our minds to be something that could be a two second. Yes, for sure. You know sure. what I mean? Yep. So you always have to keep that in mind yep. with especially with JJ Abrams. Yep, he right. tends to play up stuff that really isn't that that ultimately turns out to not be noteworthy.
1: Very true. Uh next What was that? Next photo is just a, another set photo of they've got they got 3 PO, um Chewy. They talked of course to Anthony Daniels and to uh Junis. Uh, what's his last name again? Wookiee. Junus Wookiee? No, Junus um, Suotamo, Suotamo uh, who pref- who did play some of the parts in The Force Awakens, the more right. action-y pour- parts, and then took over completely after that as far as... So he's been a- he's actually been Chewbacca in four movies by now. I know, it's That's crazy. It's crazy, hey? Is he in... Wait, one, two, three... I guess including, solo. including this one and solo, yeah. but he was not in Rogue One. Um, but yeah, that's just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's already been four movies for this guy, um, and he seems to be doing pretty well. As Chewbacca, Uh, says he's a mime character, and that's what he does. I guess that minimalism comes the beauty of the character, meaning he doesn't have a lot of dialogue. You can't understand what he says, um, and there's not like a whole lot of repeating back, um, in these movies as far as like I know that I'm supposed to do this, like you, you know what I mean? Which is kind of what they used to do early on with that. With that character Han reacting to Chewy by repeating what he says, kind right? Of thing, which is not happening as much. We have Anthony Daniels. Oh so, no, they talk about sorry. They talk about Billy D. Williams being on set. Yeah, uh, very cool. Uh, now I don't know. Matt doesn't seem to be right here. People tend to remember Lando for the deal he cut with Vader in The Empire Strikes Back, rather than for his redemptive comeback and return of the Jedi. And Williams appears to have spent the last forty-five years defending him. It's been less than forty-five years since that movie came out, right? When uh, nineteen eighty-three was coming
0: up on the fortieth anniversary of, sure, of, uh, of of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. so again, I don't know. No, of, no, sorry, fortieth of Empire Strikes Back. Right.
1: right. So I don't think that. I think maybe that's a yeah, yeah typo. I don't know what, why he says that, but um, so I guess people don't like Land. Is that what they're supposed? He's supposed to be telling us there. Well, it's kind of like a uh, celebration when they said
0: uh, when he would when. Didn't, isn't it that celebration where he said, "Well, everyone got out
1: alive. What's the problem?" Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he says that here too. Yeah, yeah. He, so you can tell he's told that story a bunch of times.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It would be a, you'd have go-to lines, I'm right. sure, yeah. like, based on what nobody fans died.
1: See. You know, it's all good. Yeah, so. but
0: but Lando was a dirty
1: rat that's in point, yeah. uh, in
0: Empire Strikes Back, but then he does have a turnaround, and he does. And by the end of the film, I mean he helps rescue Luke Skywalker. That's right. At the end of that film, so I don't think there's any confusion about where we're going
1: with this. No, I know. I just you know? think it's interesting that, uh, and I guess they do tend to remember him more from Empire because he's kind of got a bigger role in Empire. But I think yeah. he's great in, in uh, Jedi, and, or, and I he really has less to do in Jedi, but, but it's awesome. It's yeah. so. It's my some of my favorite scenes in that movie are those scenes where they attack the Death Star, and that's what they look to be yeah. um, to be recreating here. They've got this great photo coming up of where is it here. Oh yeah, here it is. It's, it's uh, Poe, Chewie, and Lando in the cockpit of the Falcon there, and it that's looks awesome. so cool. It like just looks awesome. There's BB-8 in the background there. So and that's uh, another
0: great photo. Lando hasn't changed uh, his clothes since uh, <laughs> it looks about like 50 the same, years. The yeah. same cape, same, From same. Solo. It's the same exact funny, <laughs> outfit. Yeah, it's true. Do you think they did that to sort of? Uh, oh, there might even be a joke about it. In
1: Probably, the, yeah. Maybe in the film. You now you know, I think about it, but same. they might. Like think, my- think about the joke they made about Han Solo's jacket in uh, in The Force Awakens, right? Same new jacket, or New jacket. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Same so, jacket, new jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. New hair. Yeah. Anyway, New Jack City. <laughs> okay, so that's another great photo. I skipped over a couple more set photos here, but these are all, yeah. like, you know, typical. Yeah, you could probably like. There's this looks like a, this looks actually like uh, the old school speeder, the skiff that uh, that um, Luke rode around in in the first film. That's, bit.
0: Yeah, speeder or skiff. I mean, there's a, a shot in the trailer that has that in yeah. it,
1: just briefly. We have some cool shots oh, here yeah. of Finn and what's her name? Jana? Do top, they have her full name there? Or? It says, well, Naomi Aki is the name of the actress. Jana is the only name we okay. have, and she's not allowed to say anything else about her character, which I think means she's Lando's daughter. Uh, no, yeah. I'm just joking. Um, Finn and new ally Jana top Hardy Orbachs, which look like space horses. Like, the, like from the last movie, they look something like that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, they charge against the mechanized forces of the First Order. So what does that mean? Mechanized forces of the First Order. We've got battle droids it's coming just, back? It's
0: just more vague language that nah, – no, I don't think so. I, I don't think that that's a thing. I just think it's the way uh, – it's the vague way you describe something when you're not allowed to
1: get into details.
0: I think it's that simple.
1: And the next one here is a shot of uh, Kylo Ren and Rey battle it out with lightsabers in a stormy confrontation. Their Force connection, what Driver calls their "maybe bond," will turn out to run even deeper than previously revealed. That's a great shot. It is what do you one think of the best means? ones. What do you think it means? Uh, I don't know. What I do think it think? means that I think it means they're related. <laughs> No. Oh, they're brother and sister. Yeah, you know yeah. That. Well, I've been saying I know, that. For, I know you have, but they've not revealed that's that. That's not news.
0: I, they know that I've been saying that for the past. They know that, right? That's you know, that's for the Larson. past eight years, I've been saying that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and here's a good, another good shot of three PO. It's amazing that he still does that. Yeah. Like they could totally do oh that my as God. a. They could totally do it as like one of those ping pong ball suits or whatever yeah. and make it look fine but anybody he, could be in there any right. thin person could yeah be in there. but he still does it he gets yeah. in the suit that that kind of speaks to the tradition of star wars that they still yeah. do it that way you,
0: you sort of get the sense with him that he'd starve himself before letting somebody else go i in think that, so yeah to that yeah. suit keep going keep, keep going. going we're getting to the oh, you my got... favorite photo no no <laughs>
1: that one already we talked uh, about that one keep going Ooh. Oh, that's a nice one, but not my favorite. It's, this, uh, this is like it says, Aliens in the Desert. Jor- Jordanian locals play the Aki Aki, natives of the planet Pasana. P A S A A N A. Pasana. Another new one. That's that's So that's a new planet that they're on. That's cool. Yeah, they, they look, look kinda, cool.
0: They do. This could be like an Edrios two tube scenario where yeah. they're in the background or something, but yeah. they, they definitely are cool.
1: Yeah, very cool looking aliens.
0: It's John Williams. Yeah, keep going.
1: Yay, hooray for John Williams, by the way. That's the one. Is this a photo from the new movie? Yes, it is. What? Uh, <laughs> no. Mark and Hamill, as Luke with R2-D2, speculation is rampant about who will rise on the Skywalker of the movie's title and how that choice will reflect the way the world has changed since Star Wars debuted in 1977. Now, this could be a flashback from
0: the b- burning temple scene. It can't be because looks old in this. That's right. So it can't be, I think.
1: It can't be... This is Luke. This is not young Luke. This is not projection, Luke. Right? That, does it that look like crate? it? Does it? No, because in the crate he had like dark hair and he wasn't old. So this. Yeah, is but I, I
0: imagine he could project himself to be whatever however he wants. Yeah. yeah, but this does not look like a projection, does it? No, it's like just him and R two D two sitting there, and there's fire all around them. And it definitely looks. I don't know. It looks. It it looks like he's there. There's no force ghost thing around him they could take but, they could take that out though. Although um how I need to watch Last Jedi again because those Yoda scenes I kind of blanked out on at the time. But how pronounced like there's a scene where Yoda touches Luke in the Last Jedi, but is he does is how big is the glow around
1: Yoda at that uh, it's point? It's pretty it's is noticeable. It? Yeah. I, I remember it being noticeable. I'd have to rewatch it again to be sure, but I I know that it was clear that he was a Force ghost in that scene. So, yeah. you know. They're
0: showing us this picture kind of I think when I first saw it I was like yeah 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 that's the temple scene but the more you look at it and somebody and is that Luke's metal hand by the way
1: I gotta sorry I bumped the...
0: Is that a metal hand we
1: see no, there no that's a glove well it's a glove is it a glove which hand of his which hand got chopped off the uh... right, that's his right hand so his right hand got chopped off yeah I think so yeah so that would be his metal hand it's just got a glove over it though it's a glove okay I think he usually puts a glove on it okay I was just wondering like a ghost wouldn't need that <laughs> But uh would his hand would his hand come back as a ghost? Well that's what
0: I, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> like a, how does what, this work? A metal ghost hand? Well, wait a second. It's
1: like anything okay, so, so Christensen probably right, had one. That's right. So when Hayden Christ- but Hayden Christensen had all his arms cut off, all his limbs cut off pretty much, except for the one. And hmm, we've never come? considered this. <laughs> <laughs> he he appears as himself, as Anakin when he appears to Luke. He does not appear as Darth Vader the right. pr-
0: the pre dismembered guy. Let's let's. So this could be pre dismembered guy. <laughs> so you could wait a sec. I got to think about this. Can you restore all of your limbs? I think it's, you certainly okay, wouldn't have a metal. My
1: theory is that you could appear when you're a force ghost. When you're living as part of the force, which is presumably what happens when you die, right? You're still <laughs> living, but you're part of the force. You can manifest as as however you want. So. Anakin appears as, as his good self because he was redeemed at the end of the movie, so right. he was back to being Anakin Skywalker. I don't think you could appear as a dark project. Oh, maybe you
0: could as a dark projection of your. Like, if you're a Jedi, you would not project yourself as, like, say, Darth Vader.
1: No, you would. You, but but if it was an evil person like the Emperor, as a as a Force ghost, which we've never seen a Sith do, which we could see in this movie, yeah. that could be what the Emperor it has is. To be in this. Something like that. Something like that. There's um, no way he's physically alive. You don't think so? Well, they could, I mean, the, they could do the clone thing. It would
0: require explanation, and I don't well, know how that would go down.
1: Clone, yeah. clone, clone technology has a bunch of clones waiting for him to. They got to be careful
0: around that stuff. Like Star Wars hasn't really ru- sort of ruined that. <laughs> <laughs> like the midi chlorians for a lot of people ruined it. Right. But but what would really ruin it is to basically say like in the trailer, Luke says. Yeah, no one's ever really gone. Right. Okay. The way to ruin that is to basically be able to conjure up absolutely anybody who's died in the Star Wars universe. So it's like all – it doesn't matter when somebody dies
1: anymore. Well, it doesn't matter if somebody who can control the Force dies. Right. And I would imagine you have to be at a pretty high level of Force user-ness to ness uh, to be able to do that. Like only a true right. Jedi Master would do it. So Raid probably couldn't. Kylo Ren probably couldn't. But the Emperor and Luke could. You have to be a high level to be able to do that, right? Right. That's what I would. Pre-
0: I'd prefer it being something that not
1: not can't everybody happen. not everybody no. can do. Yeah.
0: No, yeah. not that. I what I don't want is like the Death Star piece landed on this planet. And of course, what I want doesn't matter. But I mean, I just think Star Wars gets into trouble when they start explaining things. It's better. It's better magical and mysterious. I think in Star yeah. Wars. Okay. Like the less we know about the Force, the better. The more rules there are on the force, that it gets kind of... Yeah. I think it starts to become depressing. Yeah, for then sure. Because the rule, blah, blah, blah. In episode six, the rule is blah, blah, blah. So the more mysterious it is, the better I think it is. But I don't want them to go like, local townsfolk took the body of the emperor or got his dna like i don't want i don't want that
1: no and in the and this is again going from the dark empire series uh he basically has a bunch of clones on hand already Mm -hmm. grown and Mm -hmm. ready to go and he can transfer his consciousness into them which is kind of seems like a pretty emperory thing to do but i think that uh yeah a simpler explanation would be that he's just a forest ghost right and
0: and but clones and ghosts do exist in the Star Wars universe, so it's got to be one of those, one or the other. Yeah. Have we ever seen anyone possessed? Nope. That'd be an interesting possession. Yeah, that'd be an interesting thing. I don't know. We've never. That's true. Actually, we've never seen a Jedi Knight like make a stormtrooper go do something like control well, they, the just actions suggest them yeah like my control as far as like you could those make, aren't the droids right. you're looking for you can make them leave right but could you make them or whatever or actually get control conf- directly control their right. actions yeah. get confused but we've never seen that we've never seen like i'm controlling that guy down there and i'm making push these buttons yeah no interesting huh. so i'm wondering yeah, it's gonna it's got to be some combination of those things i think for the emperor to return but but i also think it would be horrible to have Ian McDermott on hand and not to actually use in some way the physical embodiment of him, yeah, because he's so good. Oh, for sure, he's one of the best actors I'd say in the original Star Wars. Yeah, trilogy. I agree. He's, he's just really so good. good. Yeah,
1: and and he, by the way, I like to point out he's in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels as the butler. <laughs> he's the butler. That's right. Um, so but, yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's the piece. So so the nothing. Again, it's very the 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 photos and captions are great. The uh, you know, just just a bunch of like vague things. You know, they're not they're not releasing a lot of information about this movie, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't I really don't want them to. I don't when do you think we're gonna get another trailer, like a proper trailer?
0: Well well, I think we've now we should probably should have seen this coming, this Vanity Fair thing. Yeah. Because uh it's funny because uh now I think we're just on the regular track as we're used to 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 this movie coming out. So the old Force Friday, the old trailer at the football game in in September or is that September when yeah, that happened? Yeah. So see, that stuff, like the old, you know, oh now now we got the TV spots going into the end of November. I think it's going it's to be going to the- be the branded chicken nuggets again and all that stuff in oh, the yeah. grocery stores. Yes. Star
1: Wars brand everything in the stores.
0: I think we're it's now business as usual zone now that this has come out. Like I wasn't I wasn't thinking about this, but we probably could have. We probably could have seen this that this was coming out and i certainly didn't expect it this morning when i checked twitter and it was like oh my god yeah and i quickly looked at, and, and by the way it's two free articles on vanity fair now and so i loaded it two or three times and then i was like now nah, game over and you i could read it yeah oh. so then then i had to read it once through twitter to read it i had to click on a link on twitter so it wouldn't count like there's a bunch of tricks.
1: Yeah, I can use incognito tab right. to to do that. Sometimes. And then I
0: wanted to pin the photos on Pinterest. My last Star Wars board that I will do because it's impossible to sustain this. Okay. So I was like, okay, so I'll, I'll post those on uh, on Pinterest. And then, like, before you know it, it's you've read it twice, you've clicked on it twice. So do it sparingly and and look at the photos and read the captions. But that, the rest of that article, any 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 Star Wars fan wouldn't. He is not going to be surprised by anything in this article. We could have written this article, yeah, and oh, sp- and speculated without even meeting anybody on the set. Yeah, for sure. You know,
1: um, I didn't watch the Phantom Menace on the anniversary. Like I, I said, was, was looking, some, yeah, I was yeah, watching I to I see what you were going to do. I didn't have time that day. It was a very very busy day, uh, but we did see Pablo tweeting about it. Pablo yes. Doggo tweeting about it and telling the same story that you told about yep. going to see the the preview on the and riding the bus and. And all that other stuff. Yeah. So that was really cool to see. Talking about uh, getting a pass. Chris Schiffman chimed in as well with his story about...
0: He was at the same showing. Yeah, as the, he yeah. got and
1: he got his at the last minute, apparently, or yeah. something like that, which is kind of cool. And I think he's told that story on our podcast before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very nice reminiscing. Um, you know, I don't think anybody's reminiscing about the quality of the film, but there's still like the experience of going to see it was, was something to. It was a really big deal, and everyone was very, very excited. I, I tweeted um, ten
0: things that I remember. I didn't watch it again, but I tweeted the ten sort of biggest takeaways when I think about the Phantom Menace. And really, the main one, and I listed it as number ten. My last thought was um, the feeling of is this good or is this great? Is this terrible? Uh, and maybe I need to go see it again. That's what I remember the most about that movie, like the confusion about is it a good movie or a bad movie. I don't remember there being confusion like that for any other Star Wars. Maybe now. But back in the I don't day, know, there I haven't
1: felt that. I did, I did feel that same confusion, but I have not felt that confusion about these m- new ones that have come right. out. These have all been very good. Um, and by the time the the um, Attack of the Clones came out, I was very firmly in the this is bad camp. Like, I did right. not. And, and again, that remains my least favorite Star Wars movie, Attack of the Clones, just because I think it's horrible. But... Um, but yeah, at the time you really it's like that thing where you really want to like something so much, yeah. you built up the hype so much that you cannot possibly let yourself be disappointed with it. But the quality
0: bar at that point for Star Wars was unrivaled for any film series, even The Godfather, where part one and part two were kick-ass, and part three was like, What? Part three was for The Godfather, was like Phantom Menace for Star Wars. Yeah, where uh, it was like, What is happening? What how come all the good stuff we loved is gone? Well, that, that was another case
1: of like them, you know, releasing a sequel years after, yeah. more than a decade out it was in the nineties, wasn't it? The Godfather Part Three? Early nineties?
0: Good God I it bought. It was it, like a know.
1: ten or fifteen years after the original. The first two were made back to back pretty right. much. And the third one came out way later. And yeah, it was it was absolutely one of those things where you, you they've lost the magic, right? They did did not well, we're not able to recapture that feeling of the first two movies. And that... that could be said for the Phantom Menace as well. Well
0: one of the things one of the problems in The Godfather that the Phantom Menace doesn't have is that you get the sense in part three that Francis Ford Coppola, so many of the shots are long shots of people in shadow. And you get the sense, like, he had no idea what he was doing with the story, so later on the dialogue was patched in, Uh, and it didn't matter. So the long shot with the shadows was to hide the fact, we don't really know what we're saying here. But it's like, don't worry, we'll put it in later. And it just doesn't come together. Whereas I think part of the problem on The Phantom Menace, and I I don't think any Star Wars fan would disagree that it's not a perfect film. I think we could go for so far as to say it's not a per- not sure. perfect Star Wars. Um, it has its flaws. And I think the flaws that come in that movie are from George Lucas's fascination with um, the new technology over the fascination with getting the story perfect. Yeah. He was so excited that, about being right. able.
1: To, he could bring the his vision to life, which he did yeah. very well. And you know, I know that it, it kind of looks dated by today's standards, but at the time it was very, very good, and we were all yeah. very impressed with the quality of the special effects. But shooting an entire film on green screen, I think it was actually blue screen back then. I don't think it was green. Um, they used blue screen for a long time. I'm not sure yeah. why they made the switch, but I don't know why either. Um, some someone could tell me why that is. Could be yellow. I
0: mean, who cares? It doesn't matter. You, yeah. can, key,
1: you can key out any color, really, right? But there's a certain reason why they use green. Um, anyway, so that whole thing, and now again, that's, that's very common practice these days on pretty much every movie, every major movie that has any kind of digital effects. But back then it was pretty new. And I think it was a struggle for the actors as well, trying to get into their headspace when, you know, there's nothing around them. They have no scenery or no set to, uh, to use in their performance, which I think you and McGregor complained about after, after the fact. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I will watch it. I'll probably rewatch all of them before the next one comes out at some point. But um, yeah. it's still, like, again, it's about the experience of going to see it. It's about what, where you were when it first came out. I know many people, like, hadn't even been born. You know, obviously there's a whole generation of people that were not born when The Phantom Menace came out, right, in 1999. Um, so that's kind of a, a thing in itself. It's been, I can't believe 20 years have gone by so quickly. Yeah. It seems like it's crazy that that much time has gone by, but... Anyway,
0: I also have to point out that my least favorite Star Wars character is in Phantom Menace, and it's not Jar Jar. It's Captain Panaka, <laughs> the naysayer of Star Wars. And that was my number <laughs> number one on my list, where it's just like, why? Why does he have to hate everything and say, I can't do it, and I disagree, and we're we no match for them? And do you think like, they, it's weird.
1: You, now, you're the only yeah. person I know that has picked up on that. Yeah, nobody really um, – Nobody really seems to notice. It just drives me
0: insane. And maybe that's the reason why I dislike him more than Jar Jar. Okay. Is that nobody really – it's just kind of like the unknown naysayer <laughs> Star Well, Wars.
1: maybe that was the plan, though, is to have yeah. somebody in there to represent the audience of this feeling of, we can't do this, and this guy's <laughs> voicing those objections, and then they're getting overruled and proven wrong. Yeah. That's a common thing. You have, you have to try and find someone for the, the audience to identify with at times, and right. it's, I think certain times of the movie, the, the audience is like, no, you can't do this, and Captain Panak is meant to voice that concern.
0: But he's almost Sith-like in his approach oh, he's to a total, I hate everything. Yeah,
1: he isn't negative as, as hell. Yeah. He, he really, like, nothing is good enough. And by the way, I've met people in real life who are like that right so it's not an uncommon personality trait at all it's like me at work basically <laughs> this isn't gonna work this is a dumb idea is this ever gonna amount
0: to anything that's me at work yeah. that's my thought process that's at right. work but that's everybody's thought process <laughs> at work i think sometimes i voice it though that's right um and the other ca- the character i didn't mention in the tweets but who we have to mention to rick oley do you remember rick Oli? no he is the he is the guy. And why I love Rick Oli is because remember that in first wave of Star Wars figures came out and, um, and of uh, for Phantom Menace? Yeah. And the figures were like, oh, my God, we're back to figure land. Yep. And I was like anybody. I, should, I went to visit my friend in San Francisco, actually, the week after they came out. And I just bought. They had everything. Like, I remember going to whatever the toy store was downtown there and just buying it up and just be like, oh, my God. And one of the figures that had the most speculation around it was Rick Oley, who by the way is the pilot of the ship. The the the, <laughs> the, with guy the big receding hairline. Big hairline. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he, it was nothing. He was a nothing role. He's like
1: the, the Captain Zubio or whatever the, uh, um Well, the... he he has a line and like Captain Zubio. Okay.
0: But but uh that figure was like I remember looking at it and being like oh, this Sorry. guy what imagine what this guy does in the movie and like how cool it's going to be and and uh, like what? Like he's with, hes clearly with the rebellion. Ooh, what's going to happen? This is going to be so cool. And then in the movie, he's basically just some middle-aged guy. He's a chauffeur. Around. That's right. it. Yeah, he has nothing to do. He yeah. really has nothing. And so uh, Rick O'Leary. When I think of <laughs> *Phantom Menace*, all the speculation around that guy. And just well, like, what a nothing that turned out to be. I, I, in fact, I still have, I kept, of all the figures I had from Phantom Menace in the packaging, the only ones I cannot part with are Jar Jar Binks, which I still have in the package because okay. I'm like, oh, this is too ridiculous to, not, to get rid of. And the other one is Rick Oli because I just like, when I look at, <laughs> to me, that figure sums it all up. <laughs> Where was like, what the, what the f? <laughs> Why?
1: It's all the same. It's Constable Zuvio yeah. is a good another example of that, except he got completely cut out of, the, out of the movie. Yeah. So it just kind of illustrates the disconnect between the toy makers and the and the movie itself. And he was a six inch figure, right? He was like a Black
0: Series Premium, yeah. and nothing, nothing. Yeah, right. well, they
1: don't know that though. They don't know he probably had more lines that they cut out. Right, it probably had a bigger role, and they had to cut for uh, time or something. So I,
0: I kind of like that somebody's got to be that account manager in between the in between Lucasfilm
1: and and Hasbro. Or and whatever. Hasbro, yeah, there's yeah. got to be
0: somebody who has that role. <laughs> and they're like, all right, we're gonna give you, we're gonna let you guys know this is for your eyes only. We're going to give you all the key characters. You're going to want to make figures of all these. And then so they lay them all out. And they're they're like, oh, that one's cool. That one's cool. And they probably pick and choose which ones they're going to do. Then the movie comes out. And then that guy's probably like does not answer phone calls. (laughs) Like a true account planner, right? Right, 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 right. Like a true account planner. It's like ring. Oh, no. Oh, crap. They look at the call display. No. That's right. It's Hasbro. What should I tell them?
1: (laughs) Oh, well. Anyway. All right. Well, I think it's, uh, you know, again, I'm I'm – as excited as I ever was, this article did not get me more excited. It's, it's cool to the yeah. reveal little pieces of it, but I'm happy knowing as little as possible about this film. I'm, I'm happy to speculate, and, and will be all will be revealed uh, in December. In the past, the the print edition of the magazine.
0: I think may have had one or two photos that weren't in the digital one. Oh, ah, okay. I remember how they used to roll it out one photo at a time. Yes, they did just, that last time. Yes. Right, and just b- drive us insane. Yeah. So I'll look when uh, when I see this in the uh, in the grocery store, which yeah. is where I see Vanity Fair now. Um, I'll, I'll check out check it out. Okay. I'll see if there's anything different. That sounds good. But and even by the way, there's links at the bottom of the article. They're not good. Okay. There's nothing there. <laughs> Same thing. Clickbait. Yeah, by the way, two free articles. Here's four links. <laughs> They're just <laughs> bastards. That's the reality of uh, the magazine world these days oh. in the digital world. I curse whoever the editor what is now after Graydon Carter. <laughs> I curse that person. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you on the
1: ass. I'm taking an awful risk, man. This is better work.
0: Where did you dig up that old fossil? Do I own
1: you? that's no more. No, I